0: Welcome back to the show, where, as day turns tonight, we delve into all manners of topics strange and unknown Tonight, we travel back in time to the late nineteen sixties, where our maritime mystery awaits. Ooh. this is ninety nine point nine f m unidentified signal
1: Oh, we're going out to
0: shea we're going out to Shea. We are indeed okay.
1: let's see what this is all about. <laughs>
0: Can I go home? No. No, you gotta stay. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Here we go. In the summer of 1968, the world witnessed an audacious and perilous adventure, the Golden Globe Race, a solo, nonstop, around-the-world sailing competition that would test the limits of human endurance and determination. The Golden Globe Race... Being a brainchild of Sir Francis Chichester, the the Golden Globe race aimed to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the solo circumnavigation achieved by Joshua Slocum, the challenge was simple, yet monumental. Sail alone around the world without stopping.
1: Oh, so this is like maritime Charles Lindbergh. Cause that was that was what we yeah. did the last detective ridiculous episode on, and he did the first solo flight, well across the Atlantic, but uh, same idea. Um, also, I'm so glad you said the Golden Globe uh, race, and you weren't like back in 1960s. The world paid witness to the most horrific thing <laughs> ever: the Golden Globe Awards. Ah! Oh. <laughs> they are pretty boring. I gotta admit, I don't I don't much like watching the Golden Globe Awards either, so I get it. I get why we would be talking about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this anyway. is a little more exciting. So some backstory. Smitch. We have two, two names mentioned already Joshua Slocum, who was the first person to do it. Mm-hmm. And Sir Francis Chichester, who also did it, making one stop but way faster. Oh, uh, okay. That's still
1: pretty impressive to to sail the globe, making only one stop and doing it just
0: lickety split. That's, that's I just think about the provisions; sick. it's insane.
1: Yeah, I imagine they have to pretty much make it so that the boat has it's been just stripped of anything unnecessary so you can make way for like all of your supplies and anything right you might need like it has to be just the lightest it can possibly be so you can store like god i don't even know how long it would take i'm I'm sure you're about to tell me uh how long it would take to like sail the globe like that's like
0: months well so francis chichester did it in excuse me sir Francis Trichester, did it in something like nine months and a day, nine months and a couple days.
1: So it took him almost a full year to do it.
0: Almost a full year. Sheesh. So this race is about the sheer spirit of adventure, the human will against the forces of nature and the prize. What would be the prize for a race such as this? A modest sum of 5,000 British pounds.
1: Wow, really? Even mm-hmm. in the 1960s, for taking a whole year out of your life to sail the globe, that doesn't seem like that much money. I know there's inflation, so it's more than it sounds like. But
0: mm-hmm. man,
1: that does not sound like a lot, for, especially because like that's still it's still a perilous journey. Like that's still a very dangerous thing to do to solo try and sail the globe for. Well, I guess. People like this probably aren't really doing it for the cash prize, right? They're doing exactly. it more for like they're doing it for the recognition, the pride, the oh, "I'm such a great sailor that I did it" type of thing. That's true.
0: Exactly, and for these sailors, it wasn't about the money, as you called it. It's about conquering the unknown, pushing the boundaries of human com- capability. Mm-hmm. So there were nine participants. One name, however, stood out. One Donald Charles Alfred Crowhurst, a British businessman with a dream and a boat named the Teen Mouth Electron. The eclectic mix of sailors included seasoned veterans like Robin Knox Johnson and amateur enthusiasts like Crowhurst. So we had a pretty wide variety of skill levels and like tenure on the seas from people who knew exactly what they were getting into and what they were doing to an enthusiast such as crowhurst
1: okay so there's still some not necessarily novices but it's also not like they're like professional uh, maritime sailors they're just right like, oh i i like boats and i kind of know
0: how to sail let me give this a shot and then okay. that was exactly the case yeah 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 so as the race commenced The participants faced relentless challenges, as you would expect. Stormy seas, isolation, and the unforgiving nature of the Southern Ocean. Crowhurst, however, faced a unique set of trials. His logs, discovered later, revealed the internal struggles he faced. Loneliness, self-doubt, and the realization that his boat might not withstand the journey.
1: Oh, no. Okay. Okay. So he's so he's he doesn't have the right boat. What does he not have the right supplies? Uh, he's kind of depressed, probably kind of homesick because he didn't realize just how alone he'd be. So he's he's not in a good way. This oh. is this is not a happy fun time for uh, what is his name again? Croker, <laughs> Croker,
0: Donald Charles Alfred Crowhurst.
1: Crowhurst, gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm. So his logs provide a poignant and often haunting insight into his mental and emotional state during the ill-fated journey. See, his logs oh, revealed no. a complex mix of loneliness, depression, as he called it, and a struggle with the harsh realities he faced at sea, and there's quite a few themes and excerpts from his logs, which I'll come back to.
1: Yeah, I imagine it's probably not a pretty sight.
0: No. Ultimately, the the logs provide a tragic narrative of a man caught between the harsh realities of the open sea, his personal struggles, and the intense pressure of such a high-profile race. They're racing to be the fastest amongst nine or eight others, if you're counting the one, to solo sail around the world at this point. Um, And his disappearance and the discovery of his abandoned boat without him on board, mind you remain a mystery oh. that has sparked speculation and theories about his fate.
1: Oh, no. So they found his boat, but they didn't find him. Exactly. Oh, no. Although he very easily, it sounds like he very, very easily could have had uh, a psychotic break and just completely lost it and just, you know, um... I love maybe how intuitive you are. <laughs> maybe he washed up on a shore somewhere and just You know, he had a psychotic uh, breakdown mental episode. Uh, I only go to that because God, I I hate to keep going back to Detective Ridiculous, but we did an episode on a guy that went missing. And one of the big theories was like, oh, yeah, this was, you know, uh, all of this stress and anxiety brought about uh, his first. Uh, recorded mental episode, where he basically just kind of mentally broke down and forgot who he was, and he's probably out there wandering somewhere, not knowing who he is, where he is, why he's there, how he got there, and
0: just kind of, you know, living off the kindness of strangers, as it were. For what it's worth, yeah. Uh, a lot of disappearances, especially in, in things like this, where they're gone for such a long period of time, further burdened by being alone. Like... yeah yeah the the idea that they just whatever i'm done and then they just fell off the face of the earth they just disappeared it's better to believe that you know they went missing or they passed away during the journey than the think that they just abandoned it and just said whatever i'm gonna start a new life somewhere else so it's like the theories they kind of amount to all sorts and you can go any direction but this guy was alone at sea
1: the kraken got him Cthulhu ate him. Mm-hmm. Cthulhu mm-hmm. made him go crazy and took him to the dark realm.
0: That'd be something right there, right? Cthulhu mythos. Ooh, yeah. so.
1: Yep. If it came <sighs> out that Cthulhu was real, I would I would shit. Just <laughs> putting it lightly. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that is true, yeah.
0: Oh man. So as the race unfolded, Crowhurst's transmissions became increasingly erratic. Then okay. silence. Donald Crowhurst's boat, the Tynemouth Electron, was found adrift in the Atlantic Ocean. The discovery was made on July 10th, 1969, by a search and rescue mission led by the British Royal Navy. The boat itself was located approximately 1,800 miles west of the Azores.
1: Oh, that is... Is that how they... um, Because... Shai just uh, showed me a picture of it. Is that how they found the boat? Or is that just after, like, a while that's how they... Because that boat is not in great condition.
0: No, it's, um, that's, it's been dragged on land, so...
1: Oh, okay, gotcha. I wasn't sure if that's exactly how they found it or that's how it was after they dragged it on land, after a couple of years, because, yeah, I was like,
0: For is. what it's worth, you can assume... That That's exactly how the boat was found. Just adrift. Just like that. Oh! Oh! <laughs> with no one on board. Yikes. Yeah. That's... When the rescue team... Yeah. When the rescue team boarded the Tynemouth Electron, they found the vessel abandoned with no sign of Crowhurst. The boat was in relatively good condition when they found it, but the discovery of the now-abandoned vessel deepened the mystery surrounding his disappearance. The exact circumstances... And the reasons behind abandoning the boat remain speculative, as Crowhurst's fate was never definitively determined. The mystery Mm. still lingers to this day, sparking numerous theories about what transpired in those final days at sea.
1: Yeah, I bet. And they they have his log... Does he have log entries from those final days, or...?
0: Boy, he does, and I've chopped just concepts, because they are very hard to read not like mentally hard to read like this man's like his penmanship also oh,
1: like they were just kind of scribbles because it was very clear that he was not mentally in a good place and he they were just kind of like very yeah he
0: it was wild like his opening logs his the beginning logs were pretty clear and concise and clean and you know neatly and organized but as time went on there were scratch marks, scribbles, arrows, brackets—just all sorts of things all over his his logs. Like um, Shy posted a picture for us to take a look at here.
1: Yeah, on her little mm-hmm. chalkboard in the studio.
0: Yeah, it's just, just tapping the sign. It's right here. Look at it, and you can you can kind of see what I'm talking about. It, it gets a little erratic and. Oh yeah, it does get
1: very erratic. Like there's a lot of scratching out. There's a lot of brackets. There's There's mathematical
0: equations. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, has nothing to do with with the the nautical voyage. At least a lot of it. And it's just it 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 shows a little bit of the inside of his mind. So I've broken down those concepts because now is a good time to talk about the logs. But uh, hold on a sec. It sounds like we're getting a call. Go ahead. Oh.
1: I'm, I'm going to hope that that was uh, a wrong number.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm going to thank you, caller, for setting the tone. Yeah, here in Augury Point. <laughs> setting the tone for Crowhurst's logs, isolation and loneliness as one of the concepts. So Crowhurst in his logs expressed profound loneliness and the mental toll of being alone for the extended period that he was he described the vastness of the ocean and the isolation he felt with no contact for weeks on end. This yeah. comes on top of the technical challenges, the false reports, his financial and personal pressures, multitudes oh. of philosophical reflections, and his increasing deterioration of his mental state.
1: Hmm. He had financial problems, and uh, you said personal problems? Is that personal, like, oh, yeah, he'd been out there for months, and he was just kind of uh, mentally deteriorating? Or, like, did he have, like, family troubles? Nah, things money. Things aren't going well with the wife and kids? Or... Money, oh, money, 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 money. Just money, money, money. money, money. Okay. Just
0: so, money. All right. yeah, you know, deteriorating mental state. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, the pound. But, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it strikes again. Evident in the entries found in his logs as the challenges of the solo circumnavigation intensified various factors contributed to the decline of his mental well-being. I spoke about the technical challenges. The Tynemouth Electron just wasn't up to snuff. The vessel's seaworthiness and the fear of catastrophic failure heightened his anxiety. Thinking that his boat just wasn't ready for this and constantly thinking today's the day and just compiling that upon day after day week after week month after month with no one to talk to for clarity (laughs) for compassion or assurance assurance. exactly so it Uh, became so he was so Go he ahead.
1: was sure that his boat wasn't ready for this. He wasn't ready for it. Oh, my God. I've set out on a journey that I didn't realize the scope of. And any day now, I am just, I'm going to get sunk yeah. and I'm going to die. Yeah. Oof, that, is, that is every heavy, day heavy, that is a heavy mental burden.
0: Yeah. Dude, imagine thinking that every day. Literally every, every day,
1: day. With no one to assure you that, no, no, it's fine. Like, or like, oh, hey, don't worry about it. Like, if you're really that scared about it let's you know reroute and just stop the race because it's not that important or something like that it's just constant anxiety and just oof, man
0: yeah and this led to him being deceptive in his reporting because they they radioed in to keep yeah. tabs but Crowhurst's mental state as well as all of these self-doubts and worries that he was he was having Caused him to be deceptive in his reporting so he started lying just flat out lying in an attempt oh. to project a false image of success and progress in the race he was taking coordinates from places he hadn't even been to yet and submitting them as where he is in the race
1: oh so finding the boat was probably even harder because they're like oh yeah here was his last known coordinates and then they go and look in that area, and they're like, there's no sign of
0: him here. There's but those no- are off. Yep.
1: Yeah, those are completely off. So it's like, oh, great, we can't find him. Also, if if he was feeling that mentally bad, could he have ever radioed in and been like, hey, guys, I'm not doing great. I need I need some help. Or was it one of those things where he had so much like, oh, no, I need to
0: finish this. I need to do this, that he just wouldn't ask for help? Probably the latter. So he owned a business. He owned a business that wasn't doing so hot and ah. he needed he needed money and something with this of this caliber would come with, you know, fame and fortune to some degree. Obviously there was a 5000 pound cash prize on this, but more would effectively come from this. Like you would effectively go down in the annals of maritime history as someone who completed this yeah. race. There's so, a lot
1: of notoriety and PR that comes with it that is invaluable.
0: Exactly. So he up and left everything from his business because it wasn't doing so hot as it was. And he chose, this is my chance. He chose this race as his mm. chance to, to make something of himself. Ticket. Effectively. Yeah. So the financial pressures, the deceptive reporting, the technical challenges of the boat, and then being alone for that long led to some serious existential and philosophical reflections in his logs literally musings about life death the nature of existence and while all of that to read was insightful it hinted at a much deeper inner struggle and existential crisis that he was kind of dealing with out here and as the race progressed his logs becoming increasingly erratic and disjointed reflected more appropriately his fractured mental state with thoughts jumping between different themes and emotions, mm. dang, yeah. The pressure of his, like, when his hometown found out that he was going to be taking part in this race, they all, <laughs> like, outwardly backed him as well. So he had oh, taken so- on all of that pressure too.
1: Oh, so he felt like he had to do it for his hometown now because he had sort of become that hometown celebrity that everybody was looking up to. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like uh, rooting for your favorite sports team where you put all your hopes on their back. And oh, uh, so he felt like he couldn't let his home down either. So he couldn't just quit midway because then I'd be letting literally everyone down, not just my family, but literally my entire hometown gets let down if i just up and quit this race because i'm not feeling you know i'm feeling a little homesick or a little scared oh that is that is quite the burden indeed so yeah. also can i ask what what was his business what was what, what did he do before the uh, like what what was the failing business
0: it was in electronics if i remember correctly yeah ship oh. electronics
1: Oh, okay. I well, yeah, I guess, you know, if if your business is making ship electronics and then you win the Golden Globe Maritime Race, yeah, that's that's going to make a big boom for business cuz <clears throat> presumably everybody's going to be like, "Well, if his electronics were good enough to win that race, I got to buy my stuff from them." So, oh yeah, I can I god, yeah, he I, I can't even imagine the pressure now. Knowing yeah. all this other stuff now, dude, like, the pressure was... who
0: <sighs> wee So, like, he wasn't... He wasn't, like... Oh, what was it? He wasn't so inept as it were, right? Like, because he was a weekend sailor. Like, to, to put it bluntly, he was a weekend sailor. Like, I went out on the weekends to sail. But he...
1: Oh, so he was full-on casual sailor.
0: Yeah, he was by no means like an expert or a pro. Like when we say an enthusiast, this man, he had the boat, he had the means, rudimentary equipment. Like he was able to go out on the water, but he was by no means ready for a race of this magnitude. Like his yeah, business he wasn't
1: ready for a worldwide race across the globe. Like yeah.
0: No, by yeah, by no means like the man not built, even close he built direction like radio and radio direction finders if if I'm remembering correctly, and maybe our producer can tell me if I'm wrong here, but he built something called like the navigator, which is like a handheld device, right? And it would help mm-hmm. get your bearings from like marine and aviation radio beacons. so like you weren't lost. you could maintain contact to some degree and His business was sort of centered around that at the time. And he had some success with it. But it, you know, advancements in technology, it inevitably began to fail. So, in an Mm. effort to gain, like, more publicity, he wanted sponsors. So, he took to the race.
1: Oh, man. So, he just pushed all of his chips in on the race.
0: Oh, all of them. Every single one. This man spent weeks to months out on the sea, keeping notes Oof. and, and it lost his mind. Yeah. Literally. I,
1: I, I can imagine like it, it's all making perfect sense as to why he had just a complete mental breakdown. Like that, that amount of pressure in and then real, and then probably realizing he was so out of his depth literally i mean i am I'm, I'm surprised <laughs> he made it even a month before just having just a complete psychotic breakdown,
0: yeah, so
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yep, yeah. yeah, so, Sheesh. yeah, um so going back to it, when the rescue team boarded his boat, they found it abandoned with no sign of Crowhurst at all, with the boat being in relatively good condition, right, it was just. Right discovery of it being where it's at what it is with no sign of anything like well things but not him and it's still it's still so some believe that crowhurst facing that public humiliation and financial ruin chose to end his life at sea others argue he might have staged his disappearance to escape his troubles and the Golden Globe race became a saga of triumph and tragedy because of it, exploring the limits of human ambition and the unpredictable nature of the open sea. Mm-hmm. So, vast so of the So people think that yeah, he
1: he just kind of was like, "Nope, I, I there's I, I'm way out of my depth. I am just going to abandon ship." Uh, maybe I'll make it to shore. Maybe I won't. But once I get to shore, I'm just going to pretend like I'm somebody else and just start life over and just clean slate, whatever.
0: Yeah. Man, man went on a journey. Like some of his logs also talk about like the connection to nature, right? Where he described the sea and the elements as entities with their own character and power, suggesting a deep appreciation, right, for the symbiotic relationship, as it were, between Mm -hmm. humanity and nature. But on the same page, partial way down, sense of desperation, perhaps driven by the challenges he faced, struggles with technical issues, isolation, pressure to succeed, his contemplation's just dark, all the way around and reflecting Mm -hmm. on the psychological toll of his circumstances
1: well it's weird because you'd think that if he if he died you would think that something would have washed ashore at some point i mean i guess it's possible that like you know he just got swept to the bottom of the ocean and like nobody's found him since in his uh you know, his skeleton could just be like literally at the bottom of the sea, because, I mean, I guess he could have just been out in just like no man's how, land.
0: Yeah, with how far out he was, there was a damn near 100% chance. 99.9% oh. chance. You were not, he wasn't gonna end up anywhere near the shore, because his boat was found 1,800 miles off the coast west of Azores. Like, He's out there. Like, yeah, ooh, he's so, out there.
1: <laughs> Shy handed me a note that literally said he vanished literally <laughs> mid-Atlantic. And it's like... Bro, I, I guess I didn't realize just how in the middle of nowhere, just out there he was. But yeah, I guess if you're in the middle of the Atlantic, it is very... I don't want to say easy, but it is viable that he was just like nope I am done with all this and you know being grief-stricken depression-stricken uh going through what he was going through you could see someone just being like nope that's it I'm I'm ending it on my terms and just never being found no nothing ever going to be you know no remains being found nothing washing ashore and just finding an empty boat
0: <laughs> yeah and there have been some experts who've, like, taken his logs and, you know, translated them and read them. They're all located in archives and libraries for the maritime variety. There's a couple of online resources for those who are morbidly curious, because you have to be. Like, it's. they're not easy reads. Um, oh,
1: yeah. That's got to be just one of the... That's got to be a hard read. That's got to be a very, very hard uh, log to go over because it's just—I mean, it is. <laughs> you're just—you're watching a man break down in 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 log format. You're just watching a man slowly break down and realize just how futile his efforts have been, and just, Oof. Yeah, you have to be very morbidly curious to go line by line and read that, and just. Yeah.
0: Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got a note here asking about Moitessier. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, okay. So, there was never ever any, like, true evidence to suggest that Bernard Mortissier intentionally screwed over Donald Crowhurst. Oh, but no. <laughs> but... He was a French sailor who became well-known for his, like, unconventional decision during the race. So, like, instead of completing the race and potentially winning, he chose to continue going. Like, he just decided to go around a second time.
1: Wow, really? (laughs) So instead of just being, like... Instead of stopping at the finish line. So it's essentially it's like, oh yeah, I did a cross country marathon, and he just goes past the little ribbon and just like no I'm I'm gonna keep like run forest run stop forest stop and he just doesn't stop.
0: Yeah, he didn't hit the I'm tired, I wanna go home now, point of his journey. But he did it in protest, right? Because he saw like the commercialization of long distance sailing as a problem. Like it should not be oh. romanticized. Yes. It shouldn't be romanticized. It shouldn't be something that people are like, you know, like paid to do like as sailors, like true sailors, like this man is it, something that you should do to maintain your personal connection with the sea and like become in tune with the nature and elements, not for commercial gain.
1: Oh, so, so he was probably not a huge fan of what uh, our friend was doing
0: or at least what our friend went through. So yeah, you look at someone like Bernard, and he's doing so well with this. Like, he, he was going... He's, he did it twice. He's going around a second time, where Crowhurst, on the other hand, had mountains of tactical issues and the realization that he was just ill-prepared for it. And in an attempt to deceive organizers and fellow competitors, he would submit false reports. And, like, you tack on the weight of being a hometown hero. You tack on... The debt, the mountains, and financial debt he was, like, just getting yeah. buried in here with the boat and the business and the just absolute desire to just, like, acquire some sponsors and money as a notoriety. And then once the voyage begins, the isolation, the loneliness, the deterioration of his mental state because he's lying. Yeah. And then realizing he's just not ready for this. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's it's it it just gets deeper. So did that dude actually complete a second trip around the world? He, did he actually do it twice? I Or did believe, he stop like halfway and is like, well I guess yeah. one and a half around the world is enough, like
0: I yeah, I I believe he did. I believe he did at least part way. Let me let me do a quick background search and double check for you.
1: Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, While you do that, Shy handed me a little excerpt to read. Uh, Crowhurst had a last-ditch desperate plan to complete the race, but lose so he could retain retain some dignity at least, and no one will check the logs of a loser, so no one will notice that he's a cheater. But Moitessier, who was in first place, said F capitalism and bailed from the race because he was kind of the complete opposite of Crowhurst and enjoyed being alone at sea and put Crowhurst in first place, which will make judges double-check all his logs and unveil his lies." Ooh, so so Moitessier kind of inadvertently screwed him, because he was going to be like, oh, you know what, whatever, I'll just lose. Right, right, No yeah. big deal, nobody's going to check my logs, nobody's going to realize just how bad it was, and it, whatever, who cares? Uh, but once uh, Moitessier, or however you say his name, bailed out, he was like, well, shoot, I kind of have to like they're gonna check my logs and everybody's gonna realize my shame and i gotta keep going and oh no
0: yeah it makes it a little bit worse and then you guys to add insult to injury here while he chose to stay at sea because he was Mm -hmm. like a quote from him i am continuing non-stop because i am happy at sea and perhaps because i want to save my soul so he could have won and that would have been the end of it, but he kept going, and he never finished a second race. It's or the second lap rather. He ended up hmm. circumnavigating to Tahiti. Wow! And so so he, he
1: this was just a man that just felt at home at sea, and he was just he was just one with the ocean, and that's this is just where he felt most complete. Also, yep. so you're telling me Moitessier was in first, and Crowhurst was in second nobody how many people were in this race was it just it them
0: it was nine people but crowhurst was only in second because of his deceptive logs
1: okay okay right 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 gotcha i i was like wow this weekend sailor was in second place and the first what but yeah he was only in second because he was given false uh law lo- or false uh coordinates right 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 right
0: yeah See, that's, at some point, like, he decided through his deception that he wasn't actually going to go all the way around the globe. Mm. So Crowhurst just basically went south and north. Like, just didn't go all the way around like the other sailors were intending to do. So Crowhurst's deceptive coordinates that he was feeding to say about his location in the race... Put him in second place directly behind moitissier but
1: oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Should I just put the put a map of the thing up on our little pin board? Um, and yeah, I, I I see what you mean. Where he just kind of he kind of went to the coast of Africa. Is that what that is? and then turned around and just started heading north again. Instead of yeah, okay, yeah. That is that is a little bit of a cheat. Yeah, it's a little bit of a uh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: And you can see the Golden Globe route there too, like the intended route.
1: <laughs> he really He really cut that thing short. Oh. Um not that I can say I, I I blame him with you know, that's 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 no easy race, but at the same time it's like, okay, buddy. I can so, see how he would want to yeah. sneak in behind everybody <laughs> else and be like, Oh shoot, fourth place.
0: Like it it's one thing too if he had just decided that I'm going to finish this despite this, but I genuinely think <clears throat> his like I, I don't know what it's like. You know, I I've been alone and I've felt alone, but I've never felt that alone. So I have oh yeah, no idea the type of like damage Isolation this sort of thing does. Man, he felt yeah. And it's like you know, I, I feel like when you're level-headed, you can say, "I would never do that." That's just not me. But oh, do, do we really? Yeah, I mean, do we really know? <laughs>
1: do, I know, do we- like you, you can say that because you're level-headed, but not only like it's everything. It's it's not just that he was alone, right? It is. It's like all of this stuff compounding and just breaking a man. Right. It's it's severe isolationism, but then it's it's necessity. It's needing to do this. It's needing the money. It's needing to win. Um, You know, it's 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 everything. It's just all of it compounds and just crushes you like a like a garbage disposal and it just crushes you, right? So, you sure, if it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm just in this to have a fun race because I like being out at the ocean like Moitessier. it's like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. But Crowhurst is just like everything is dependent on this. Your family is depending on you. Your hometown is depending on you. You need this. You're under debt. You're under stress. You're all alone. Nobody's helping you, and it just yeah it it will it, make you do crazy things for sure
0: yeah <laughs> it's you you said it brother that's and that's yeah. really it's yeah like there's books talking about it, right Voyage for Mad Men is a good one for those that are curious. I did look at a couple excerpts from that book by Peter Nichols. It covers the whole race, and then yeah. the strange last voyage of Donald Crowhurst um had a duo. Uh, authorship on this one Nicholas Tomlin and Ron Hall but there's films there's a silent film there's stills and shots of like like from that time period that add this weird like parallel eerie mystery to the whole thing because everything is as it seems on paper but it isn't what it seems in the reality of it because yeah you're looking you're looking at this and you're like okay you seem to be doing okay yeah, but but we, we it, know from his logs he he was not, yeah, doing okay it, and
1: yeah, like one of the most severe anxiety attacks you could ever have for long periods of time and just nobody's there to help
0: you and it's just yeah yeah imagine that, that. sounds imagine. awful.
1: that sounds your fight yeah
0: your fight or flight response kicked in two months ago. Yeah. And it has not stopped. the The enemy boss music has been playing in the background, yep, nonstop. And, and,
1: and you realize you are painfully unprepared for the boss fight.
0: Yeah, not enough resources, rea- not yeah. enough knowledge, nothing.
1: It's like it, it. Your sink or swim kicks in, and you're like, I have like a hundred pounds of extra weight on me the water is seeping up to my waist i'm going to sink like i i'm gonna try and keep my head above water but it's not looking possible and just oh man i i can't even imagine what that does to a person like obviously it does crazy things because look what happened to the poor
0: guy but
1: it's not to mention
0: that his boat itself just wasn't it wasn't type. seaworthy, it, yeah. It wasn't the type of boat you would do this. A weekend sailing, mm-hmm. fine, enjoy yourself. A trip yeah. around the world? Trip across the Atlantic? Mm. Yeah, even that. You can even shorten it. It's not even around the world. He went south yeah, to north the through the Atlantic. And- yeah. Oof, jeez.
1: And, I mean, like, all the pictures I've seen of this boat, it looks like a great boat. Like, I would love to go on, like, a weekend sailing trip on that. But, again, like you said, across the world, even across an ocean, mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, man. It's, it's insane. It's rough. So, oh, 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 are you going to are you going to read the oh, are we going to read the journal? I have a few that what I can read. I want I want to stress that a lot of his entries have not been shared publicly due to their sensitive nature, but I have some.
1: Okay. The stuff we can read, the stuff that's okay to read.
0: <clears throat> so, here's one from uh, the 16th page that I could find that was uploaded here. I am what I am and I see the nature of my offense. I will only resign this game. If you will atone that of the most or that of the next person that this game is played, it will be played according to the rules that are displayed by my great God who has, recalled of what to his on not only the exact nature of the reason for games but has all revealed the truth of the way. And he goes on. It is finished. It is finished. It is the mercy. It is the end of my game. The truth has been revealed. And it will... Oh, God. (laughs) It gets so difficult to read, dude. It is the time for your truth to begin i have not read or not long to prolong the game i have not read to prolong the game it's it's really hard to read
1: yeah yeah um man that yeah that doesn't sound uh great
0: that's yeah it is the mercy here i got another one for you i'm gonna go ahead is, and post this one finished. on the pin board for you
1: it is the mercy kind of makes me like oh no i don't yeah this is this is kind of reading like um like someone that is just kind of done and has been like completely broken
0: I want you to see how level headed you are mostly in in that first set of pages Whoa. to the second set of pages
1: like yeah that's a lot of that is That is, that is, that is a scrambled train of thought.
0: Whoa. All right. It is the mercy.
1: Yeah, that, it is finished, it is finished, it is the mercy. Does not leave me hopeful that he survived and just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to kind of jump off the boat or something. It, it, it unfortunately leads me to believe that he may have ended up taking his own life cuz it's just it's too cryptic and it's too like it reads like a like a final note and i just oh man that's 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 heavy that's heavy
0: <clears throat> the kingdom of god has an area measured not in square miles but in square hours it is a kingdom with all the time in the world we have used all of the time available to us and must seek an imaginary sort of time.
1: Oh man. Yeesh.
0: Yeah, this um does not leave me
1: hopeful for the oh yeah, he just you know, swam to shore or something or wound up on shore. Oh man. That's yeah, that's heavy. That's heavy, man. That's that. Those are some heavy entries. I'm not gonna lie. That that leaves me with a feeling of like dread for his fate.
0: Ooh, I found a clean tra- transcript for us. <clears throat> I am what I am, and I see the nature of my offense. I will only resign this game if you agree that on the next occasion that this game is played, it will be played according to the rules that are devised by my great God, who has revealed at last to his son not only the exact nature of the reason for games, but has also revealed the truth of the way of ending of the next game, that it is finished. It is finished. It is mercy. The words filled the page. Time noted in the log was 1117 in the morning. I will play this game when I choose. I will resign the game. There is no reason for harmful. Then it just cuts off. Next page blank.
1: That was the last page in the the journal?
0: The last page of his log reads exactly that. that It is finished. It is finished. It is the mercy. Oh, man. So it's safe to assume, based on his logs, that around 1120 in the morning and 40 seconds the last time this man's pen touched paper
1: yeah oh that's that is an ominous and dread filled final page that does not leave me hopeful at all that just uh that that that's uh, it's like this mixture of like tragic dread that's just like you can you can see where <clears throat> this is going
0: and like you can kinda yeah yeah This last sane writing. I feel tremendously fit. I feel as if I could realize all those ambitions I nurtured as a boy, like playing cricket for England. All those flabby men, the gray flanneled executives of Madison Avenue. There is a danger that the way we live nowadays just poisons us with sitting down, worrying about our nearest competitor in our level of the pyramid, the rat race. And there's nothing like going to sea for getting rid of all the poisons, you know, harping back to strange love. The or is that strangle love? I'm awful with words. The sort of That's strangle like love colonel. The poisons in your body, you must get rid of them. I don't know what they are, but they've got to go. The sea's the way to get rid of them, I'm sure. I feel in tremendous shape. I've never felt so. And then jump to It is the mercy, and we see the de evolution of man
1: oh man the it, it's it's a little ironic that he says going to sea is how you you know get rid of all the poisons and as it turns out this trip to sea was probably the most poisonous thing to like his mental well being his physical well being his every well being and it's just oh man yikes
0: I think the crazy That's... thing about it is when you're a person like Moitissier who absolutely finds himself home at sea mm-hmm. and is able to do what he is able to do um, without the stress or worries of, for what it's worth, the life on land and the real world outside of this, mm-hmm. that you can have a great experience. But oh, yeah but crowhurst went into this with a mountain of worry already and to me when i was looking at his logs it felt like he was trying to convince himself that this was going to be it you know what i mean
1: right 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 he was trying to convince himself that oh yeah you know i'm i'm okay i'll be okay like it was his it was almost like his way of self-therapy right like oh you know it'll it'll get better being out on the sea that's the way to be you know all that stuff back on the land is what got me into trouble in the first i'll be okay i'll be okay i'll be okay i'll be
0: okay yeah and it wasn't explicitly talked about but i think the idea or like the harsh reality of you would have to come back at some point probably aided in his dissension because yeah, while well, you're out right. at sea, I'm sure the first couple of days, maybe even the first couple of weeks, were, were okay. But how quickly he realized he was unfit for this and then tack on the stuff that he self talked about in the beginning is now coming back into play and that yeah. one, you see it you see it in his writings. He just for lack of better yeah. terms, lost his mind.
1: And and not only like not being ready, realizing, oh, you know, I'm I'm not going to win the race or, oh, I have to keep doing this and they're going to find out that I'm a cheater. And it's like you also have to be like, oh, no, I have to go back to my life on land. Like I came out here with the idea that this is going to be my golden ticket, that this is going to fix everything. I have to go back to all that stuff and I have no answer. I'm going back to debt. I'm going back to a disappointed family. I'm going back to a disappointed hometown. I'm going back as a complete failure, and I have solved nothing. My debt is still there. I have solved nothing. So all of that suddenly comes back, too, and it's like, oh, man, as if things weren't bad enough, when he realized that there was no chance for him, oh, my God, like, you know not a that's, hero <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. a f- no, I'm not
1: going back as a hero I don't know my wife may hate me my kids may hate me the hometown is going to ridicule I'm going to be a joke for the rest of my life why even go back ooh that's a oh I I don't ooh yeah that's
0: that's that's heavy
1: that's heavy and he, dude.
0: yeah he had a big family too like he was he was married and he had four kids
1: Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah, Shy just posted the uh picture on the on our on our little um chalkboard, our uh, Pepe Silva chalkboard. Um that's the meme, right? <laughs> Pepe Silva, Silvia or what? Anyway, y- you know the meme. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah f- four kids and a wife, man. Um how old were his kids when he left cuz like they grew up without a father? Now, like, oh man that's that's tough, that's brutal, dude
0: uh, so there wasn't any detailed information um mm. that could be found about the specific ages, but I have their names. We have Simon, Rachel, Simon Davy, and James. His wife's name was Claire
1: oh man, that they're sucks. all
0: young, they can't look well, oldest there who looks what ten or eleven? Maybe
1: maybe 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 the oldest one looks like he's about 10, 11, 12-ish. Oh, man, that sucks. That sucks. It all just sucks. That 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 whole thing just that's a, that's just an awful situation all around.
0: And for what it's worth, I'm sure he thought about this too while he was out there. It's like, "Oh my god, what about my kids? Like, they're going to grow up without a father. They're going to grow up with a failure of a father." father's not a hero and mm-hmm. he left them there his debt. like they have to pick up the pieces so there's oh, so true. much
1: true. yeah
0: on the board here that was like like again i can't even begin to fathom like the weight and what that does to the human psyche i just I just yeah. don't. Like he had delusions of grandeur, you could assume, right? Cuz he thought mm-hmm. the golden the race was just going to be, as you said, the golden ticket. This was going to be it.
1: Yep. Um I I wonder if any of that even crossed his mind when he was writing that final journal entry cuz it seemed like his mental state was so you know, he had been just completely cracked and broken that way before who, then, yeah. Who knows what what mental state he was in? Who knows what if if he could have even contemplated at that time that he even had a family? Who knows? You know, because he was he was talking about you know uh, God and God's time and you know this is my mercy and it's finished and the game and the game's time and I I'm not even sure he was fully aware of what he had or even who he was. You know, like he just. Totally broke. Oof. Yeah, that is it's, tragic. That is there's there's no happiness here. It is none. all tragedy <laughs> in Augury Point right now.
0: None. Oh man. None. I, I just wanna. I wanna. I wanna know more or less what people think that are listening to this transmission. Could you imagine what it would be like? be donald crowhurst or some other identical individual in a similar situation with so much writing on this that you felt you had to lie and sort of cheat your way through this and once you realized that also wasn't enough
1: yeah you had gone to your lowest point to try and make it all work and then somehow Oh, it gets even worse, and sheesh. Uh, all right, Shy handed me a little, little, little note card. Uh, Jonathan Rabin, British writer, has written that in 1970, Crowhurst was seen as a hoaxer who came to a pathetic end. Now he's more likely to be viewed as a tragic hero, a tortured soul, involu- in in. In involuntary exile from the stable world, Tegan Mouth Electron has become like a ship in an allegory—a vessel to transport the reader beyond the known, the known world into a strange and lonely realm where the reader too will lose his bearings and face the ultimate disintegration of the self in the cruel laboratory of the sea. I don't know if I view him as a tragic hero. The whole thing is absolutely a tragedy. Uh, Not sure about the hero part. The rest of it I I agree with, but I I don't know about tragic hero.
0: I feel like in the world of writing, your tragic hero is someone who sets out to accomplish great things, but ultimately fails. I think that's kind of where he's going with it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, in that case, sure. Sure.
0: Which still sucks, but I'm glad the view of the man has not yeah, been like, so harsh <laughs> for what it's worth because yeah. he was struggling brother he, he was, was
1: struggling like calling him just like I'm sure in 1970 you know where the world is a much harsher place people probably were just like ah he's a bloody hoax you know Um but when you look at everything that he went through and everything compounded it's just like whoa 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 Um, got another line from Shy. More in line with DK's opinion, Tomlin and Hall wrote in 1970, Although it is basically a story about heroics, there is no hero. But neither is there a villain. Crowhurst, despite his deceptions, was a man of courage and intelligence who acted as as he did because of intolerable circumstances. The fact that he paid a far greater penalty than he needed... Then he needed is testament to his quality. Yeah, that's probably a little more in line with what I'm thinking. Not really a hero, but it's not like it It's not like he was like a villain either, right? It's just it's You're in a situation where there's just like It's, it's unfathomable. It's unimaginable. Yeah. It's it'll make you crack, it'll make you do things that you wouldn't normally do, and it just it's it's just a tragedy it's just a tragedy (laughs) it is a tragedy it's just yeah it it, this this is not the radio broadcast uh tune in if you want to feel happy fun and good about yourself this is just like oh man that sucks i can't imagine that he must have suffered, he must have been mentally broken, mental toil, complete anxiety, twenty four seven, with no one to help, completely isolated. And in the nineteen seventies, like even if he was on shore, it's n- mental health like has only finally been recognized as something that is a real ailment in basically. Basically, recent times. So in the 1970s, he, you know, uh, anyway, it's just t- tragedy strikes yet again. So anyway, <coughs> that is that it Crowhurst had a time. Whew.
0: Anyway, <laughs> yeah, that's putting it lightly. He yeah. had a
1: time like ugh, I, I can't even begin to imagine being in his shoes. Not even for a moment.
0: It's true. It is true. I think, I think, um, I think what, uh, Tomlin and Hall wrote is sort of where I also fit with you, DK there. Cause it it really, it really was himself. It was a me, myself and I situation. Like he really tried. (laughs) He, He tried. And, um, unfortunately he, uh, Found himself in a very serious sink or swim situation. Yep. No, the boat didn't. Wow, he sink, was only but...
1: thirty-seven years old. Wow, he looks like he's in his like mid forties in that picture. Time's not Girl. kind, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess so. Like, gosh, thir- he was only thirty-seven. Still,
0: really young,
1: and he had four kids.
0: Also true. He was stressed beyond belief before he even started
1: that's true like you said before he even went on the boat endless debt business isn't working yeah that's true that's true he was endlessly stressed that's fair that's fair it's not like his stress only started when he started the race yeah that's true
0: that's true poor kids at 37 gosh so, uh, us here from the isolated community of Augury Point, New Mexico, just want to remind you that, um, you do not need to sail around the world or at least attempt to, to prove yourself.
1: No, uh, you do please not. Don't. <laughs> Unless you are fully prepared for what you are about to do. You need to be prepared. Don't just go out on a whim because you like to sail on the weekends and whatever you know do your due diligence do your research you know but don't do it to prove a point or try to instantly get fame or oh man god what a what a what a tragedy
0: yeah and if i'm not mistaken the golden globe race that was <sighs> let me double check i want to say do- that was the last one
1: oh, okay i was about to ask there's do they still do the race or did seeing this happen to Crowher her sort of make them be like whoa maybe we should restrict entry maybe we should make it so not just any old Tom Dick and Harry can
0: join um, so they revamped the rules okay. so it's still sure, going I on to say, this day surely
1: they must have right <clears throat> yes
0: so it's still going on Um, but it's been
1: tougher to get into
0: yeah there's a, there's a vetting period they gotta make sure okay. you're prepped for this
1: yeah, sure cuz th- obviously they don't want this to happen ever again and it's it's such a treacherous uh thing to sail uh the globe by yourself that yeah it there has It
0: seems to be some sort of- the last one was in 2018 so there could be another one coming up soon.
1: Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Do we do we have anything else on this?
1: Yeah, and uh... and If you fail, you can always go back home. Being embarrassed by not winning sure does suck, but at least you are back. At least you are home. At least you're safe, and you know you can recover from a little embarrassment. I do it every week. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) 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 but yeah, that's that's it for us. You want to wrap us up? Um. Well, I, I I was just gonna say. Uh, We're a small little radio station out here in Augury Point. And we, you know, if you want to maybe support our little broadcast, uh, I've been told that uh, we have a Patreon now. Uh, So if you clickety-clack on the interwebs after listening to this broadcast and go to patreon.com slash Signal, you could maybe support us. Because like I said, we're just in this little... I don't want to say a shack, it's better than a shack we we have a nice little studio but you know to broaden the horizons of the broadcast you know, patreon.com slash signal.
0: yeah and that's the show folks as always yeah. thanks for tuning in to Being True Augury Point awaits your visit I've been Slap that was DK until next time sleep where they can't find you